stories of innovation and success from the vibrant communities of rural Nova Scotia. This is Ignited. Hey there, welcome to Ignited the Podcast. I'm Wade Cleveland. I work for a rural innovation hub called Ignite, and I'm here to tell you some great small town and rural success stories. In this episode, we're chatting with another resident of Ignite Atlantic, this time one based out of our new Glasgow location. And I'm doing this interview from our new podcast studio in New Glasgow. Lydia and Brad Sayo run New Brooklyn Media, which is a full-service production company offering traditional video production, photography and photo production, graphic design services. And they also run 360 Labs, who create fully immersive storytelling experience in 360 degrees, 180 degree stereoscopic, and virtual reality spaces. Now, they're really excited about what they can do and the potential of what is to come in the field. As they say, their specialty is their creativity, craftsmanship, and ability to bring engaging storytelling experiences to life. They've already captured the excitement of some forward-looking provincial government agencies like Nova Scotia Business Inc. or NSBI, and tourism agencies like Destination Eastern and Northumberland Shores or Dean's. Remember those anagrams, they'll get mentioned again during the chat. Lydia is originally from the New Glasgow area. She moved to Toronto to pursue a career in photography and media, and that's where she met Brad, who was involved in TV movie production. The two moved back to Nova Scotia to start a family and to create some rural success. Lydia, Brad, thanks for chatting today. Thanks for having us. We're talking about rural success stories, but it starts in this area in New Glasgow for you, Lydia, but you traveled to Toronto, which is where you met Brad. So kind of tell us that story of you moving to Toronto, meeting Brad, and then heading back to Nova Scotia. Sure. So I went to Toronto, I won't say what year, <laughs> long time ago, and uh, went to school for photography at Ryerson University. Um, and then followed that up with doing design at George Brown College. And after George Brown, I went right into the advertising world and got a marketing job there and that was about the time when I started to get that little itch that I wanted to come back to the east coast. Toronto wasn't where I wanted to be raising a family and settling down and fortunately enough I met Brad right before that and uh, convinced him to make the move back here. Brad had been working, I'll let you step in and say what you were doing in Toronto briefly. I was working in film and television. But at at a point in my career where I, it wasn't it wasn't my uh, total source of income. It was uh, I was still working a Joe job as a security guard and uh, wanting to uh, take the next leap into into my career. I, I I had several trips out to Halifax before and fell in love with it. Felt very at home here in this province. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, coincidentally met Lydia, who's from here, hit it off immediately. We met on an online date. And, Back and, before it and was... And it was, yeah, it was taboo. We didn't want to really... Nobody was doing it then. Yeah. It was like eHarmony and that kind of stuff. We had to fill That wasn't profile. what it was, but yes, Whatever, it was... that kind of thing. We won't even get into it. That's embarrassing. It wasn't as casual as it is now back then. <laughs> right. Uh, and then, yeah, we hit it off right away, and I was very excited to... I, you know, my love of Toronto was diminishing, and I was ready to make a change. And like Lydia said, too, I, I, you know, think, thinking ahead to raising a family, I grew up in a very small town, and that's what I wanted 
to do as well. Okay. And uh, yeah, we um, used coming here as a bit of a reset. We initially started in Dartmouth, uh, bought our first home there, had some great jobs. Brad was working with uh, friends of ours uh, who own an outdoor adventure company called A for Adventure and doing all their filming and everything like that. And I was working another agency job and for a tech company doing design work. And through that, we were kind of freelancing on our own. And in 2019, decided that our freelance stuff was picking up enough that we wanted to start New Brooklyn Media. And that's when we started our production company, both full-time, working together at home with two young kids under tow. So it came with its challenges. Um, but we're here to talk really about the excitement with 360 Lab. And so 360 Lab initially started under the New Brooklyn Media umbrella with a wonderful friend of ours who is our partner in the business, Adam Cornick. Um, so just some background on the name, 360 Lab was because we were doing 360 virtual reality filming, but LAB stands for Lydia, Adam, and Brad as well. And we put our heads together in 2020 and took a took a leap and pitched to Tourism Nova Scotia before we had even bought our equipment and saw the opportunities and that the future of filmmaking was rolling into this. And we really wanted to take, Adam's a professional photographer as well, um, we really wanted to take our filmmaking and photography background and knowledge and apply it into this new space. Um, so Brad, do you want to jump in? And Well, yeah, that's exactly it. You know, we were uh, very excited about the 360 tech. I've been excited about it uh, for a long, long time. Actually, I don't know, seven or eight years ago or six years ago, I was on the news talking about it, just about the, the potential of it. About Just back then, um, the tech wasn't really there. I was more excited about the concept of it, but very disappointed with the actual results that I was getting from the camera. So kind of, you know, playing around with it, just getting used to the tech. And then Adam uh, had a great experience with the headset. And then finally, one of my peers uh, was really excited about it as well. So that got a fire under us to, to, to really delve into it. That was like just the match it took to, to, to start this. Start this business, yeah, yeah. To, to um to get us to where we are now. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we started with Tourism Nova Scotia. We went in. Brad and Adam went in. I helped them make a pitch deck the the night before. They weren't even ready with the pitch deck. It was pretty funny. Well, and but at this time too, now the technology had caught up. Okay. So when I started playing around with this stuff, it was um it, you could do three sixty video, but the video was was awful. It just looked terrible. It sounded cool. It's HD video, but when you take this HD video and you stretch it in a 360 environment, it's no longer nice. Now, uh, fast forward to last year, two years ago, now the tech had caught up and now the Oculus Quest had been released. So now the headsets were good. So the, the Oculus Quest is the headset? That is That was the game changer headset. Okay. I, I equate it to, in my mind, uh, the Nintendo. Do you remember the Nintendo Entertainment System when that came out? It kind of just revolutionized everything, home gaming. That's what this feels like. The the Oculus Two is like that. It's like the Nintendo Entertainment System. So finally, it's there's something that you can you can have at home that is not just putting your phone in a plastic headset and looking around, which is very gimmicky and never looked nice. Mm -hmm. Now it was true uh, 360. You really felt immersed in it. Finally, built-in sound into the headset and everything. Really high definition. 
showing yeah. through the headset. But I mean, I'll I'll step in and we talk about putting your phone into uh, a plastic headset not being a good quality. It, it it's a different experience. So the great thing about what we're doing is it is viewable on your desktop. So you can load the videos into YouTube and click around 360 in uh, straight in YouTube. You can watch it on your phone. You can also get what's called a Google Cardboard. Some of our clients have been custom branding Google Cardboards, and that is something that you slip your phone in. But they're able to skin the cardboard. It's about $10 approximately a unit. And uh, you slip your phone in. They've got a QR code on the side of it, and it's all branded to their brand. And then they're able to mail those experiences out around the world so that people can consume this content from anywhere right and the quality of that is much better than it used to be yeah so even putting your phone into the into a plastic headset or paper headset is much 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 better than it used to be because the cameras are much higher the, definition the cameras now. are much higher definition and youtube can stream at i think i want to say 8K 6k definitely 4K. now 8k now i think i it's... don't know about 8k but definitely 6k yeah so so even that is is much better than it used to be, but nothing compares to the headset. But the headset's a really fun experience yeah. for people. Um, so we, yeah, backing up again, we pitched to Tourism Nova Scotia. We had this idea. They had been a client of ours over the years, and they knew that we were trustworthy and hard workers, and they took a chance on us, and that's what funded our first camera. And to date now, we've been working with them for years in this space. We've shot the 11 regions across Nova Scotia, and they use it for their uh, sales and marketing team overseas to help educate them on the regions and what the regions have to offer. Mm -hmm. Um, And on the heels of that, we got a contract with NSBI during COVID as well, and we did 11 different videos for them on all the different sectors across the province and business opportunities. So they use that as uh, an investment tool. So they mailed these custom Google Cardboards over to Europe market and try to get investment attraction to help them build the sector sectors up here. So Yeah, they were both very smart. And that started, our first meeting with uh, tourism was just like February of, when did pandemic start? Yeah, it was a couple months like before Like a couple the months pan- before. So our original pitch to them was just, we know you guys have to go to trade shows. What it, Like a virtual reality headset would be great at trade shows. An Oculus in An, in an Oculus at trade show. And that and they were excited about that. And then pandemic happened, so we switched. And it was like, well, let people can't come here, so let's bring them here virtually as, you know, something better than just watching straight 2D videos. We can send these headsets and people can feel like they're here. It was really, really smart. Mm-hmm. Um, again, NSBI, very smart to, to think about that. People can't come here. Let's let's bring here to them. It is. It sounds really exciting. And it, it is really exciting. And I'm one of those guys who, whenever somebody talks about tech, I get excited anyway. Mm-hmm. But did you find any resistance at all? Because sometimes the next big thing for others, for some, is, oh, here comes another gimmick kind of thing. So did you run into those walls? Yes, and still do. People just don't understand it. we're having to undo a lot of what has been previously uh, put out. So, like I said, the the tech in the cameras hasn't been there for a long time. Right. So the viewer experience has never been great. Everybody's seen 360 photos on Facebook and been able to scroll around. So, So it's not we're not getting attention just based on the fact it's 360. We're getting attention based on on the fact, A, A, our filmmaking capabilities would be now the quality of it is there. A lot of people have tried it and been like, I tried it, I don't like it. But they haven't really tried it. They've tried junky versions that have come in the past, but it is so far advanced past that. 
So we're having to convince people, like, trust us. It, the technology is there now. And look at how you can apply it. It's not just a one-off video. You can use it and you can integrate it into your website. Think of the opportunities now for training and education. Onboarding. Onboarding people as well. Recruitment. And recruitment. Like, there, it's just, there's endless opportunities. So we're really excited to be diving into some new markets for that. Um, you know, we're, we've barely tapped into what's in our own backyard for opportunities. And uh, we're looking forward to growing, hopefully, even bigger than Nova Scotia, and we'll see. So we incorporated 360 Lab just in February of 2022. So we're now kind of getting our name out under that brand. And, uh, yeah, it's been really exciting. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about being here at Ignite, because uh, you are one of the residents here at, at Ignite New Glasgow. Has that helped in any way? That has immensely helped. I mean, the team here and Doug Jones and Wes and Monica, previously Jen, the wealth of knowledge and resources they have, just even connecting us to the right people. I, like I had said, came from a photography and graphic design background. I don't have the business education, but I'm running the business now. So they've been really help uh, helpful in guiding me who to get some advice from if I'm having some financial, if I'm not understanding my my balance sheet, for example, or if I need a workshop to help professional development on things. It's been invaluable and having working out of this space has been really inspiring as well because in this space, you know, I have access to all these other players in the community. NSBI has an office here. Dean's has an office here. The the Picto Chamber has an office here. So it's this great little community where we're all out in the same space and talking every day. Um, we've been able to support each other and get excited on things. And I've been getting a lot of extra resources and knowledge and help. And it's just a great relationship where I can drop them an email and be like, hey, I'm really stuck on how to do this. For example, we have an opportunity to be exporting into the U.S. right now. Um, so I've been using everybody in this whole hub here, bouncing out, where, how are we going to get ourselves there? Do you have any advice, any experience on what you can provide to us to so help, like to help us expand? It's like yeah. having a team behind you. Exactly, you. exactly. Let so. alone the office is beautiful, state-of-the-art. Yeah gorgeous office. Yeah. And being a, a startup, we didn't want to necessarily invest in an office space right away. So what an amazing yeah. opportunity we have here to utilize this space whenever we want. And Really uh, good fit. I'm really amazed at your story in that you, you went to government about something like this and they latched onto it like oh, MSBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Tour, tourism, our first meeting was like the whole, everybody was there. Their agency was there. We knew we were onto something right away, just based on that. I've had many meetings at tourism, not with that. Um, well, NSBI re- responded the same way, yeah, you know, yeah. there was, they were, they were, we were up against yeah. other uh, contenders with the RFP process and we threw our name into the hat and they said, you know, are you guys really like, have you developed yourself enough? Do you have the support of your team? And we were like, just trust us. We got this. And yeah. they did. They, they, they trusted us. And that's but essentially you- what allowed our business to succeed was having those two great opportunities back to back and just, like, how lucky are we that they, they trusted us? Yeah, and, and, they, and they, like you said, they took a risk. Like, that's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you think of government uh, in, in many ways, in a negative way, not so much in that, you know, they're helpful. Yeah. But they're usually kind of conservative yeah. in a way that new technologies not thinking not necessarily. innovative yeah. and cutting edge, yeah. right? Where this is the opposite. They were leaders. They were, they were ahead of 
you know, of, of everyone else. And, like, this technology is even growing even beyond the 360. Um, we are now doing 180 as well, and I'll let Brad speak to that a little bit more, but that's another yeah. really... All right, what's the difference between 360 okay. and 180? Yeah, so... So 360 is obviously 360 degrees. So we'll just talk about the technical uh, benefits of it. So 360 um, video is fantastic for showing off spaces or events, places where you want to look completely around. But uh, being filmmakers, we it, it lends itself to challenges. For example, when we're filming 360, I have to go hide behind something and watch through a little monitor. It makes it hard to direct and things like that. And also it makes it very difficult to light, to set up lights, to set up audio. It's also hard to tell a story like that, or at least we're still wrapping our head around having, uh, how to do that. 180 enables us to bring in traditional filmmaking abilities because um, 180 is half of 360. So we can, have, we can have all of our lights and all of our, our camera stuff in behind. So now in 360, all those pixels are, are wrapped around you. Okay, so, it's, so your, your processor is, is still computing in behind you. Where right. 180, all those pixels are now push to the front. So you're able to get significantly better resolution. We're also able to get um, what's called stereoscopic, which is creating a, essentially a 3D effect. So that so there's depth, incredibly immersive, much, much, much better resolution. It all just leads to a much more immersive experience for your audience. And we're able to do traditional filmmaking techniques. I can direct, we can light it, we can have sound, we can have scenes. That's what we're very excited about. So, so three, there, there's always going to be a, a place for both. 360, showing events, showing spaces. 180 is the more traditional storytelling aspect. It sounds like your background in television and movies is really paying off because there's an art to it besides just the technical exactly. side of it. Exactly. Sometimes you get lost in the technical yes. side of it. Yes, well said, yeah. And that's where we're trying to... Uh, differentiate ourselves from our peers is our filmmaking skills and abilities. We're trying to incorporate that so it's not just the tech. You're not just buying the tech. You're buying our skills as well. Right. And you're not just documenting a space. We're, we're helping on the creating the storyline that goes behind it all. We're directing. We're helping them with the pre-production and planning and helping them think about what their message is and what the best way to say that message is in this medium. Yeah, so here's the thing. I mean, there's the technical side of it. There's, in a way, I'm not saying it's easy, but it is easy to point a camera and just click, click, click. Yes. But there's the art behind that. There's a difference between a guy with a phone taking a picture mm -hmm. for, of his wife or, you know, whatever, um, compared to a photographer. Well, exactly. And so there's your strength. It's not just your ability to kind of slip into the tech. Yeah. It's your ability to create an art. Exactly. You know, when we're watching traditional movies, you can tell the difference between a good movie and a bad movie. Yep. That translates to, to 360 and 180 as well. You can tell the difference between a good one and a bad one. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You've said so much. I, I want to start unpacking little bits of it. Uh, first off, when it comes to doing 360, and I do understand, I can see how... Um, especially when it comes to tourism, how they would grab onto this. It's like you you can inspire somebody to want to be in a space by immersing them in it. Exactly. It seemed like it was fairly easy to convince the tourism organizations, at least here in Nova Scotia, to mm -hmm. do that. Um, how hard is it, once you're there, to actually do the recording? Let's talk about the technical side of it. Making a 360 uh, has to be very, very time-consuming. It is. Uh, in regards 
to or in relation to traditional um, 2D yeah. filmmaking. 360, at least on our cameras, so there's 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 six lenses, six wide-angle lenses. It, it, our 360 camera almost looks about the size of a bowling ball mm -hmm. with six uh, wide-angle lenses around it, each one with their own SD card. So imagine all six of those lenses are their indiv own individual cameras, and then there's a large SD card that's uh, capturing all of your metadata and your um, proxies, which is you can watch a low a low-res version of it right away. So after we're done recording, after we've uh, we finished our shoot, we take all those six SD cards, bring them back, and then I got to take all of those uh, those files and stitch what's called stitching. I got to stitch them all together, and that's that that's where the art, artistry comes from, um, and that's different than your traditional or your consumer cameras, which kind of do it automatically. So we got to take all those and stitch them together, and then those stitch lines can get wonky and can get kind of crazy, and that's where a lot of our, our editors are. They're, they're yeah, how the heck out. do you edit that? I, I'm yeah. just trying to picture yeah. it in my so, mind. So it comes out as like a big, long, stretched image. Think of like a panorama. Mm -hmm. And then we use our editing software to to make sure, like like things like the horizon line. Your horizon line needs to be perfectly straight, or that makes people sick. They'll right. start to feel sick. They'll put it on. They'll be like, I don't you like this. you got to think I, of all those things that yeah. make people sick. And we've experimented and then, and then, with the height of the camera and everything. And, and everything. And we, it, yeah, we've been experimenting for a long, long time. And, and think of those times people put it on and they say, oh, not for me. And they take it off. and they're Because it's little things like that. It's movement. Thinking about movement. Movement can sometimes make people sick unless it's done correctly. Horizon line has to be straight. It'll make people sick. There's all these things that previously there hasn't been a lot of consideration for. So like I said, we're having to undo do all that stuff, all that junk that's come before to say it's 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 much better now. Trust us. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Same idea with 180, except a, a different process, obviously. Yes. But is it the same idea? It's it's uh, well, the 180 camera is a completely different camera. We have we just bought a brand new state of the art 8K one with a giant sensor. So that camera is looks like a traditional camera, but it has a lens on it that has two two wide angle lenses right beside it. it almost looks like a pair of eyes. That process is not as time consuming because the the two images uh, are, are stitched on the card, but a very s similar process. Like things like we got to make sure the camera is, is boomed out enough away from the tripod so when you look down, you don't see tripod legs. Things like that. How close can we put the subject so that it, it feels comfortable but still immersive, still feeling like the person is there. That's what we're trying to capture with 180 is uh, a real sense of, of that the person, your subject, is there with you. And it's pretty incredible and already. And that's why there's so much opportunity when you think of like onboarding new staff, for example. If you're sending them a headset two weeks before they start the job, they can get a sense of the office space, the layout. They can understand even who's, who's working on what and meet the staff and feel like they're sitting across from them. So the different layers of the employees in the business could do a short little segment to camera talking about what their role is with the business. So this new employee going in has all this background and understands the interworkings of the business before they've even arrived. And yeah. so yeah. that's helping people save money on onboarding and you know, all the HR process and everything like that as well. Or even think of heavy machinery operations where uh, say you can't shut your plant down for training, right? Somebody's got to come in and have on-the-job training and shadow somebody. Imagine if they just they're, they're able to watch that machine being operated, get a sense of the space, get a sense of the noise of the space, the, the, what it feels like. 
without having to shut down that machine. So they're already ahead of the game getting there. Mm -hmm. Their first day, they're not completely clueless mm -hmm. as to what's going on. They've already had some experience. And then just recruitment as well as is another big avenue that we're exploring right now is businesses are fighting for the top talent across the world. Imagine sending the big contenders these headsets being like, here's your lifestyle of the town that the business is in. Here's what the office space looks like. This is why you'll have work-life balance here. Yeah, here's the beach that's just down the road. Exactly. So there's just endless opportunities with this medium. Wow. Yeah. Let's talk about work-life balance. I'm going to go back to the normals. <laughs> this stuff is exciting. It is, yeah. Um, but for you guys, I mean, you're, you're a rural success story because you're in uh, a smaller area. Is there cons to that? Is, is it a pro and a con thing, or is it just you, you're happy to be here? Yeah, We're happy to be here. I have directly seen an impact on both of our business in a successful way because we have more ground to cover now. We have a broader reach. So we still have our loyal, dedicated clients in the city that still love working with us. And we have our, some of our teams based in the city as well, some of our teams based here. And we can cover more ground. We have more of a region to cover. And a lot of businesses love supporting rural businesses as well, right? So I mean, pretty much all of our competitors are in the city. Yeah. Um, oh well, that's there's there is other competitors out there for sure, but um, yeah, you know but, uh, I think most of them. You know, the, a business like ours lends itself to being in the city at least pre-pandemic. That's right. just where you're 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 having a production company. Of course, you're going to be in the city. That's where, yeah. where the work is. But since pandemic, we 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 moved out here, and it's you know it's changed everything. Obviously, it's changed everything. I mean, we were Brad and I were sitting in this small area in our basement in the city sitting next to each other every day. As you can imagine, running a business, having two young kids and being married and everything, that came with its own pressures. And like now look at us, we've got, Brad has his workspace at home and I'm able to come into Ignite every day and be around all these other support networks as well. So and, com and coming here has completely changed our life for the better. And just yeah. the fact that we're able to, just everything is more digital now, right? We, we, you're not maybe so tied to the city as it used to be, we, yeah. we found. Because it always used to be in-person meetings and, you exactly. know, it was pre-pandemic, but pandemic has just kind of... It changed oh, oh, all it, of it that. It changed yeah. all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So we've only seen success about uh, moving out here or positivity, I shouldn't say success, yeah. but... Positivity. And my family is here. So just having the support with our kids so that we can be running our business and all that sort of stuff is extra little... Uh, yeah, that, that, that's just an extra little cherry on top of the cake. But uh, just, yeah, being here and having a small community for the kids to grow up in as well. We feel, we feel very supported by yeah. the community as well. Mm -hmm. You know, And it means a lot, doesn't it? I do find that small towns tend to support their own. Yeah. yeah. Look at us. This, yeah. is, this is ours. Exactly. There's, there's actual buy-in. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, people, people appreciate and, and feel their own pride in your, own, in your success. Exactly. Exactly. Which maybe you don't necessarily get in a big city. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about where this is all leading, because you've talked about so many different possibilities about, you know, you've talked about tourism, you've talked about uh, using these films to convince uh, people to, to come work in certain areas, that kind of thing. Where's the buy-in? Are you reaching out to companies now? Uh, how, does, how does that work? How does the 
the marketing side of it work? Yeah, I mean, we're we spent the last six months really investing in our getting our branding out there and setting up the proper website and incorporating the business and everything. So right now we are hitting the pavement and we're sending, you know, Ignite again, fantastic support on that. Um, they've been introducing us to people. NSBI, same story. They've had such success with us that they've also been emailing people across the province saying, you need to talk to these guys. They might have some creative, innovative marketing solutions for you. So we're leaning into our connections big time um, and just spreading awareness of what we're doing and, you know, also doing some knocking on doors and cold calling and emails and that sort of thing as well, just like everyone else we're hustling. And um, yeah, it's it's really exciting. And of course, you still have New Brooklyn Media as well. Yes, yes. we do. Yeah. And that's full on right now. And we're in the thick of tur- tourism season right now. So we're we're out pretty much half the week doing that. And the other half of the week we're in, you know, either editing or for me, I'm just working on our business development for both businesses. So, uh, yeah, we've we've had you know, three times growth over the last three years, every year consistently. And it's been, it's been amazing. We've been bringing on new employees for both businesses. So it's been, it's been great. We're finding that for lack of a better term, we're waiting for the world to catch up with, uh, with VR and 360. It's, it's, it's beginning to large corporations like NSBI and tourism are, are, are curious about it and reaching out. We're noticing that other ones are beginning to, we, we, you know, our loose timeline is, is, three to five years until uh, it's very common for, for households to have headsets. Apple is about to get in the game. Um, Oculus is just about to release a, a, another new, new headset. Yeah. Um, the infrastructure is there. They're just essentially slowly uh, getting these in everyone's home. So by the time, in theory, by the time in three three years when, when these really began to show up in everyone's home, um, we've already had several years of of experience now knowing all the top gear knowing all the top editing techniques and all the top um uh, interactivity which is what we're trying to get into next and we'll be hopefully industry leaders by the time that happens because you're already ahead of the because we're already yeah yeah, we're already i mean me i'm eight years into it but our company is like three years into it Mm -hmm. um and that's the plan. Just just getting as good as we can get as everyone begins to yeah. catch up is not the wrong, is not the right turn. But uh, as because there are other people out there that could be doing what we can be doing, but be doing what we are doing. But we like to think, you know, now with this experience under our belt and we've learned the hiccups and bumps along the way that, you know, hopefully we're going to be able to constantly stay ahead. And we also are putting that pressure on ourselves. We have to stay ahead. Yeah. If we want this business to be successful, yeah. we have to always be upping our game, getting the newest technology, figuring out what Honing the new trends craft. are. and Because uh, yeah. the headsets right now are kind of geared towards gamers. Exactly. There's, there, there's not a lot of, of high-end video production happening. There, there is some, but there's not a lot. But that's going to change. As, again, as these get into everyone's home, not everybody's going to want a game. There's going to be people... Who want, want to, to watch want, want to watch things? Want yeah. to actively sit and and or passively, I guess, pa- passively actively wa- <laughs> watch uh, uh, videos. That's where we come in. And even yeah, movies within that format, exactly. television series within yeah. that format. Well, that's what that's what we've been experimenting with: is how can we tell a narrative, proper story in this space? 
we've been experimenting with that. Think of like a, a regular, your traditional sitcom or something like that. How can we do something like that in this space? It's not as easy as you think. And we've been experimenting with, with a while, and I think or we've been experimenting for a while, but I think we're getting there. It's, it's, it's completely, it's like trying to tell a story with a wide angle lens. If that makes and sense. And that's all you have. The wide angle lens is all you have. You don't have all these different it's, lens it's, options, it's right? It's having to completely retrain my brain for a, for, a, for a different way to tell stories. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. It really is. That's, yeah. I, I, I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited to see what, what happens next. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. Where we're just constantly training. We have a, an amazing team of filmmakers who are equally as excited as us on it. Every day, new ideas. Why don't we try this? Why don't we try this? You know, t- even technical ideas. You know, what we, we were we were experimenting with, um, like a lot of traditional filmmaking. A lot of, uh, a lot of the mood comes from lens choices. Uh, you know, wide angle lens, close lens, things like that. How can we mirror that aspect of filmmaking in 360? We've been experimenting with all kinds of different different ways to do that, um, to, to draw focus to things that we want you to, you know, imagine a wide angle, uh, a giant wide angle scene of, uh, of 180, and we want you to look at this one computer. How do we do that? You know, things like that, where you, in traditional filmmaking, you just do a close-up of it. How mm-hmm. do we do that in this, in this forum? Because it changes everything. It changes mm-hmm. everything, and it's so exciting and so awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good way to wrap things up, because mm-hmm. I, I'm really excited for you guys. More excited than I was when initially we started this. <laughs> Uh, Brad, Lydia, thank you so much for talking to us, and here's to the future. Thank you, thank you. Future's bright. To find out more about 360 Lab, visit their website, 360lab.ca. You can also follow them on LinkedIn as 360Lab, Inc. Also check out newbrooklynmedia.com, and you can find New Brooklyn Media on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And to find out more about rural innovation and what Ignite does, check out igniteatlantic.com. Thanks for listening to Ignited the Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you subscribed, shared us with a friend, and gave us a good review. And we'd love to hear from you. Our website is igniteatlantic.com. My email is wade, W-A-D-E, at igniteatlantic.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again soon.